previously on Vanderpump Rules. I just heard that you're planning a girl's trip. And I hope you want to come. You're not going to invite Sheena. She's a f***ing bitch. Obviously not. I could not believe what you told Katie last night, that you asked Schwartz if he wanted to make out. It's too much. Mm-hmm. Thank you for telling me. We need more money to stay afloat. You can have your investment back and we will still give you the option to buy back into TomTom. Tom. Okay. I haven't had sex since I conceived Ocean. Hopefully there's enough men to go around. I don't think we have the same taste in men. Hi, I'm Oliver. Like my type right there. I feel awkward doing anything cheap. I know you're interested in him too. I think if you want my sample approval, I'll with them. I would never stand in front of that. Welcome to Vanderpump Robs, a sexy, unique recap podcast hosted by me, Rob Schulte, and my pal, Molly Schwartz. Hi, Molly. Hi, Rob. Welcome back. Thank you so much. Happy to be back. Yeah, yeah. you just got your degree from NAR University, I see. I was shredding uh, the NAR. Yeah, yep. there was actually... So it, uh, I was out in Utah skiing with my family, and I have to say, the snow was amazing. Oh. Awesome. It was gnarly in like a good way. <laughs> so cool. So glad. Really glad. Um, I Before we get into this episode, you know, you were here podcasting as Scandaval broke. You took time to spend with family as we all need to do. Yes. But it felt like more and more things accumulated and we've kind of hit the like summit until we get some answers. Yeah. But is there any thoughts that you haven't been able to <laughs> make public about Scandaval you wanted to talk about? I mean, I just keep mulling over, as so many people do, how this was happening behind closed doors, just like all the sneaking and lying. I guess yeah. that's what's really getting to me is just puzzling through like how you look someone in the face <laughs> as in say certain things and all the while knowing this is happening. I just feel like that has to mess with your head no matter who you are involved in the whole situation and also just the details the details that have come out it's like this is the stuff you can't make up oh like sandoval dressing as raquel for halloween the lightning bolt necklaces like each piece that comes out i'm like this is why this keeps driving news because the details are insane like they're sticky you remember them (laughs) um they apparently went on dates in costumes yeah Like like all the, all the, but I'm totally with you that I think we've kind of hit a threshold in terms of information about the affair coming out before we see it play out on camera. Yeah. I think we're also kind of in this area where for, okay, the basic way to say it is people are making up blind items. Mm-hmm. Like I think there was an area where blind items were accurate and now we're kind of in this world where for example, I could see Kristen Doty submitting something to fuel the fire. Uh, and maybe it's a half truth to get something more happening that purely an example. Um, right, 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 right. Definitely. I do feel like a lot of skepticism seeing all the, you know, all the blind item stuff. And in general, the whole thing is just making me feel really sad. I would say, 
This is probably the biggest scandal in all of Vanderpump history. And this is a show that has been driven off of scandal and specifically off of cheating scandals. And this is one that just feels so real. Like people aren't young anymore. This isn't like their first relationship. This Uh was like a real relationship that we're like watching implode in real time because of this really bad cheating scandal. And I'd be lying if I said there wasn't part of me that feels kind of just like gross. (laughs) I was going to say the same thing. Like part of me is like, this was fun for a little bit. And now every little piece of news I get added onto it, I'm like, am I, am I wading into dangerous waters here? Yeah. Like, am I part of the problem? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so like, I think I'm we the just, problem with me. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it just means that we need to just like make sure we recap the episodes. We can have fun. We can theorize. We can do things, but let's not. I'm only speaking for me. Yeah. But I think it's probably best to just take it as it comes and have fun with it and not like get angry with it. Not that we really get that angry, but some people do. (laughs) Some people do. And to be honest, like these are all people that we've followed for a while through reality TV and social media, but like, I don't know them. I'm not part of their lives. Like they're the ones who this all really affects because it's their life. And like, Of course, you know, I want to show support for people who need it as far as public support goes. But beyond that, I'm like, we need to recognize that we're far removed from the situation, really. Totally. But I did buy my scumbag and cheaters shirt. (laughs) There you go. There you go. It did go to charity, though. Uh, Which is great. Ariana wanted to go to Alexandria House. So apparently they've raised over like almost $6,000. So... That's incredible. So wild. It is pretty incredible. Yeah. And I mean, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't down to go to a certain sandwich shop should the opportunity arise. Hey, maybe we'll do a live show from there. That'd be so That cool. would be great. Somehow I feel like they wouldn't go for it, though. Anyway, uh, before we get into today's episode, I just want to remind everyone, though, that uh, if you'd like to support this podcast, please visit patreon.com slash Robs. Uh, one example of something that happens behind that paywall is I recently read an excerpt, another excerpt from Kristen's book. And this one was about an ex of hers that used to shave his forehead. So Hmm. take that however you want. He's not named, so I don't know who it was. Uh, but you can also get anonymous, no (laughs) identifying information. Not at all. But you can also get bonus and ad-free episodes. Now, let's get into Season 10, Episode 6, Divorce Party Crashers, or Divorce Party Crashers. I, I'm not or into divorce this title. Party Crashers. <laughs> yes, Divorce exactly. all the party crashers. Yes. It's an imperative. Yes. Uh, weak sauce on the title, but what are you going to do? They ain't all going to be home runs. I'm fine yeah. with it. Air date, March 15th, 2023. And here's the bravotv.com description, Molly, which I take a bit of umbrage with. I'm just going to put that out there. Tell uh, me. Lala and Katie freak out at Raquel for making out with Oliver. Back in Los Angeles, Sheena plans a guy's night to help Schwartz get back in the game. Tom and Tom weigh a big decision about the future of their bar. 
Lisa consoles Ariana about her loss. Charlie's arrival in Lake Havasu helps Raquel find her voice, leading to a friendship-ending fight. First of all, it's just a bunch of statement sentences. Yeah. Uh, But second of all, it's like, I don't think Lala and Katie freak out about Raquel making out with Oliver. Yeah, half of those statements aren't true. Totally. I I actually think that Lala definitely didn't freak out at Raquel for making out with Oliver. She seemed distinctly cool about it. And Katie, I don't even think was upset with Raquel for making out with Oliver. She was suspect of a pattern. She felt like she was seeing, but I don't think she was, I don't think any of them were actually mad about that. And I think that's, you know, we could go on, but like, I think it's like when we use language like freaks out, it's like, there are definitely freakouts in this show, and this was not one of them. Yeah, and even the friendship-ending fight about Charlie arriving in Lake Havasu. I mean, maybe that is the end of the friendships between Raquel and Katie and Lala and Christina, but we don't know that yet. That yeah. definitely has not played out. Hmm. Sensationalism, Molly. Indeed. Indeed. Yes. Trying to get us to click play as if we needed an episode <laughs> description to make us do that. <laughs> we were going to hit play anyway. Yeah. Uh, and before we get into our different storylines, did you see that clip? Andy Cohen swore that this episode wasn't recut. Yet, for some reason, it was 15 minutes longer and that wasn't advertised. I'm not really buying it. I think there were extra scenes in this or something was recut. And even if it were standard length, I still think they would be dabbling in the edit bay. I think that's their job. I don't know specifically if this episode wasn't recut. Maybe it was too far along already in the can, whatever. So maybe they didn't recut this, but they have to be recutting other episodes in this season. Like otherwise you're not doing your job. I think. Yeah. I mean, how many times in the podcast world do we think we have six episodes in the can and then two weeks out we're like, oh, well, new information came in. We need to adjust this, this, this. You have to change it. Definitely. And that's, I didn't realize about the extra length, but that it's very suspect. Yeah. Yeah. I um, had a tweet I was forming in my head, as is the case with most of my tweets. I think about them and then never tweet them. (laughs) Um, This one was like uh, something about like Vanderpump editors furiously looking back through old footage to find any like Sandoval and Raquel things. And I wanted like a cat going through a filing cabinet or something. I don't know. This was just my dream tweet. But I assume they are recutting episodes. (laughs) You have to. Come to the podcast for Molly's tweets. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> they're just descriptions and you have yeah. to imagine them <laughs> we're rethinking what social media is in the podcast space yes and i like it yes. yeah. always reinventing ourselves so let's start with the a story which is the girl's trip part do um mm-hmm. we get this trip to lake havasu we're still getting this reprieve of katie wants to be specifically says best friends with Tom Schwartz. But later we also get her wanting to beat up the pinata with Tom Schwartz. So maybe it's not all coming together. And I think a, like we've stated before, I think it's okay to not have a definitive, like to be like today, I want this 
Tomorrow, that might not be the case. We just said the same thing with the Raquel and Schwartz dating Sheena scenario. But it is really interesting to use the words, I want him to be my best friend, because why? I mean, obviously, kind of unrealistic. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, to me, I think she's still working through the breakup. I, I have done this kind of thing before, where in order to have the guts to actually pull the plug from a relationship, you tell yourself, like, I don't need to cut this person out of my life, because that feels like too much of a loss, like there'd be too much grief. So you have to kind of go in stages. And it's not to say that I don't think that they can stay friends but the idea of them being best friends forever does feel unrealistic yeah and maybe it's just a turn of phrase they're just used to using on this show because i mean our pal sheena seems to have a lot of best friends so So many best friends (laughs) it's used loosely yeah yes i'm conflicted in the soap opera drama of it all with Mm. Raquel. Yeah. Because obviously she's done some truly things in poor taste outside of the show, along with Sandoval. I also, this is something I said the other day. Sorry, I just need to get this off my chest. A lot of stuff is being directed at Raquel, and I think more should also be directed at Sandoval. So Much more. Yeah. I mean, I think both played a role. Both are to blame in their own ways. But to me, I'm also like Sandoval was in the relationship and he's definitely in a position of power. He's a lot older. He's more of a dominant personality. Like that seems obvious to me. Main cast since day one, even if you just want to put it at that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just trying to make sure that the scales aren't lopsided, even though this episode has very little Tom and Tom in it. So yeah. Raquel's panic attack was difficult to watch as someone who used to suffer from panic attacks a lot. It sucks because sometimes you just don't even know why it's happening or you can't put words exactly to why it's happening. And it felt like everyone was having like this very close, deep conversation on this couple hour car ride. And to find out like the things James said about her parents, that was just like, God, that terrible. And the worst thing is believable in oh yeah. Follows yeah. a pattern. We've heard James make throw these kinds of insults before, and it's wild to think about someone you're engaged to saying that kind of stuff about your parents. Of course, it does feel in line that Raquel's like, Yeah, I was gonna break up with him when he left for London. Like I couldn't even do it. And you kind of, you know, you think like if he's just gonna be driving in a car ride with you and just like spouting out these terrible things about your parents. Like what would he say when you dump him? That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like such a combination of events in the, in the car. I mean, to me, point one is she had to have been super hungover. Exactly. Already feeling physically ill sitting in the backseat of a car. She literally said she was shaky. I'm like, that can be part of like hangover. Well, and alcohol is a depressant, right? Yeah. And also talking about her breakup with James and also what I've been wondering, I'm pretty sure her relationship had already started with Sandoval. Yes. So I'm like, that adds another level of just like, I don't know how much that played a role in her messiness and her generally like hooking up with other people. I don't know how much of that was to deflect attention, like to make people look elsewhere or focus on other things. And also that she's carrying this like massive secret with her. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I 
would have been probably more than having a panic attack. And then added on that to have had the night before she's invited along on this girl's trip. So she feels like she's being included. And granted, I will say it was in response to like her actions or things she said, but it quickly turns to her being on the outside and kind of being bullied, like overhearing people talking about you and how lame you are and to like hide your boyfriends and lock your doors. Like I would have been sobbing if I'd overheard people saying that about me, especially people who just invited me on a trip who I thought were trying to be my friends. Yeah, I keep coming back to what we were talking about in the early episodes before we even knew about Scandaval a lifetime ago. (laughs) When we're like, you can see the difference between Raquel, Ariana, and Sheena hanging out and other groups that hang out. We had compared it to Kristen, Katie, and Stassi, but our equivalent of that now is Lala, Katie, and Christina Kelly. And it's not the same hangout. And yes, Raquel was drunk, but like Katie didn't seem too sober here either. And not Mm. that she was like spouting off silly things, but she was being goofy. Yeah. And yeah, Raquel said something she retracted and she definitely, I think we both agree are like, Oh yeah, well maybe that didn't come out right. (laughs) You could see it in her face as she was saying it where like the thought comes into your mind and you're like, I'm going to say it because it's spicy. And as it's coming out, even Lala said, you could tell as she was saying it, that she was just like, retract, retract, retract. I mean, it was not a kind thing to say. It was way out of line. And I think she wasn't receiving what Lala was saying, which was actually valid and has only proven to be more valid, which is that, Raquel seems bad at drawing boundaries. She seems at times fragile and very easily influenced. She has admitted herself she needs constant attention and affection. And it seems like that has caused her to make bad decisions that have hurt other people. So like that, I actually think that even though we are looking at it with hindsight and at that moment people didn't know everything else that happened, I still think you can notice a pattern of behavior where it's like maybe you need to like be a better friend or like a more loyal friend, or at least think about how things you do might impact other people. Totally. Totally. There's this like extra layer here to where you can be frustrated with Raquel for the things she says, but also like if someone's drunk and microwaving food to sober up, like that's not something to make like what we can make fun of. I know been there. Totally. And this is something that we've seen over and over again on the show. There's endless double standards depending on whether someone else in the cast likes you or doesn't like you. And I think that's what Raquel was experiencing. She was kind of on the fence coming on this trip. I don't actually think she was good friends with any of these people, maybe closest to Lala. But I think there was a big question mark around whether any of them were going to become friends. And I think that if they liked Raquel and were on her side, they would not be making fun of her for these things. They wouldn't be making fun of her for drunkenly eating food. They wouldn't be making fun of her for the galaxy light. Like it's all a which I thought was pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, what was wrong with the galaxy light? I want. I kind of want one of those. Like, yeah, I love a good like shifting into bedtime mode. Yeah, sort of vibe. And from these people, of all people, like, they all do these, like, gags and hijinks for the show. And let's not forget, Lala brought her own blanket on this trip. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, know. Uh, I know. I know. I know. It, it, the whole hypocrite discussion that happens at the dinner afterwards too, like all of this, you put it perfectly. It's double standards regardless on if we like you or not. That's right. all it is. We're on your team or we're not. And I think part of where we see Raquel have the panic attack is that she's realizing this was kind of a tryout. She failed and she's not on their team. Yep. Uh, thank goodness Charlie showed up though. Yeah. And I think Charlie had some, tweets after this episode that were like, hey, you know, in light of new information, maybe I wouldn't have been so Team Raquel on this episode, but given what was happening to her at this time with the knowledge I had, like, everyone was being so mean. And when Charlie yeah. was just like, I don't think I need Lala speaking for me. Like, I don't That <laughs> was the funniest comment. <laughs> That's where I'm like, always with Lala, I'm like, you're going too far. If you said a little less, Everyone's going to be on your side. That was not a nice thing that Raquel said. But then you going on to say that this is offensive to all women. It's like, why are you going there? <laughs> I don't know. It just a little. I think like Danny Pellegrino or Brian Bailey or someone on their podcast was like, I just want Lala to take like 1% ownership of something. Yes. And and that would go so much further in these like heated moments that she has. Just one person, just the smallest amount of like, hey, I recognized I fucked up. But you can't say like, you're holding on to something from six years ago, Raquel. And it's like, no, she's not. She got told like two weeks ago. Yeah. That's not holding on to something for six years. Lala, you've been holding on to it for six years. Yeah. And you finally let it go. Right that's i do feel a little bad i feel like i see both sides here i totally agree where it's like you i wish lala would just say like i am not judging you i have been here before and i'm trying to give you advice from like lived experience that like you're not going down a good path here and also i think it's probably frustrating for lala when she's like this was so many years ago that i was acting like this yeah. and i do think people can evolve and she can be like have having gone through these experiences i've made serious changes in my life so that i don't do these things anymore and therefore i'm very like strong in my convictions and feel like i had this moral clarity like i could see her feeling like that like that was from so long ago and i'm a different person now and my actions prove things out it's just that her like delivery is always so combative and so like holding herself on this high pedestal and judging other people in a way that makes it really hard to receive what i think she's trying to say yeah we've kind of exhausted this a little bit but i do want to say that like they were all acting like the bar they were going to was like a super honky-tonk country bar and it seems to be like it was only cowboy bar in theme yeah like <laughs> Because there was a furry, there was a lot of people in Daisy Dukes. Like it felt like a fun little romp, but not a place that Kenny Chesney fans are going to anytime soon. Seriously. Also, I felt so bad for the random people at that bar who were filmed, <laughs> and then they were all like, "Yeah, there's no good prospects." And then they like show people. Oh my god! Yes. I was like, can you imagine signing the waiver? You're probably not being told like unattractive man number one sign here you know <laughs> yeah. or like so the mean. guys that partied on the lake with them 
Yeah. The dude who like falls over, he does not, you do not need that in here. That did not (laughs) add to anything. And also I did kind of hate when Lala was like, this is America. I was like, all right. Like, sure. Yeah. Country bar, like whatever. It's Um, Lala's America and we're just in it. Um, (laughs) Now it makes me think if I have, if I do have my one scene in my orange hat that they pan across the next interview cut's going to be like, and Sir's full of dorks tonight. (laughs) I know you've got to be careful. You've got to be careful out there. (laughs) Tom is depressed. Doesn't seem good. No. And he's, I think, showing more outward signs of it where Katie's showing more like emotional signs of it. Not Mm, that they, I have to compare them, but it's of course their divorce. I think it also has to deal with Schwartz keeping this Sandoval secret. Like I'm already dealing Mm. with my own issues. And now I also know that like inevitably this whole other issue is going to pop out. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's still, such an open question. I don't know if we have confirmation. He said one thing about how long he's known this was going on, but it does make you look back at his like very squirrely behavior (laughs) mannerisms and be like, what's going on? Like maybe this was in the background. What did you think of the, um, the work being done on Schwartz's wardrobe? I want someone like that to come to my house. (laughs) I love that. that service. I know. I was like, I, it was honestly giving me anxiety thinking about what it would be like to be someone so decisive as the person who came in and was helping you. Yeah. I was like, I would never have such confidence to be like, this bad, this no, throw it out. <laughs> How are these things? I was like, wow, to have that kind of certainty about anything in life would be nice. And I would definitely love someone to come provide that for me. And I don't care if an ex bought me some Gucci slides. I am keeping them. <laughs> yeah. I know the archival box for the clothes. Uh, I was actually. Feels healthy, was, though. Feels healthy. It feels healthy. It's probably a good way to deal with stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's like, these are really nice clothing items. And maybe in a year, you won't care who they came from. But yeah. now, you don't want to just get rid of them. Yeah. You know, clothing um, holds a lot of memories, I think. Totally. I did love when they're going through the clothes, though, that they pulled out an old Halloween costume and that I did not, it had to have been on an episode maybe, but like, I did not remember that Tom and Katie went as the characters from Biodome. Yeah, I didn't. (laughs) And that was an amazing costume. Like, Schwartz actually looked like Stephen Baldwin. I can't say that Katie... Looked exactly like Polly Shore, but that's probably a good thing for Katie. Um, (laughs) Great costumes. Makes me want to watch Biodome again. Biodome, originally, this is the rumor in Hollywood. This, you know, I live on the West Coast now, Molly. I'm going to give you all the Hollywood gossip. Um, Please do. Apparently, Biodome started off in script form as the third Bill and Ted movie. That makes sense. I would love to see Bill and Ted in a biodome. And I guess we kind of did, except a little bit different script there by the end. Um, <laughs> but what do you think about Sheena in this scene? I had one criticism of Sheena in this. I think at this point, in my mind, Sheena has decided that she is... I think she's hurt. 
I think she's hurt yeah. by Katie. I think she sees them as like full on fighting. And I don't think she needed to tell Schwartz that Katie is off celebrating her divorce. It obviously hurt him. And I'm just like, people when they're going through breakups like they need to be doing stuff to move on and most of the time you don't want that getting back to your ex because it feels bad yeah and i think you're absolutely right i i don't think sheena had any ill intentions previous to this yeah she was trying to help schwartz but now it's like katie was mean to me so let's turn the knife a little bit Uh, yeah i do like though that both katie and sheena on their podcast, well, Sheena's podcast, Katie on like Watch What Happens Live, they're both like, our beef is to the side from what we need to do to console Ariana. So we're all hanging out together and it's fine. Yeah, I'm very good. happy about that also. It makes me remember that these people are human beings and yeah. they actually have capacity to compartmentalize issues that are not as big as other issues, at least some of the cast members seem to be able to do that. Definitely. And I think sometimes there are events that put things into perspective. It's like, okay, this is like a real problem and we need to rally around our friends and like any other kind of small beef that we had, we're going to put it to the side. So in the extra few minutes we get on this episode, we do get to see, well, we started with girls night part two and now it's guys night part one Mm -hmm. at sky bar, which last time I was in LA Peter invited me to hang at Sky Bar. I was not able to do it at the moment because I was sleepy and I did not want to go drink seltzer water (laughs) on a rooftop bar. It happens. Um, But I did notice it does seem like for all the opinions people have on Sheena and Brock, it seems like they're like good friends to these people. Like they do good things. Like Sheena wants to throw a party. Brock is supportive of the party. They all seem to be laughing and having a good time. I don't know who that other guy was there. Oh, was that one of the um, Schwartz and Sandy's like managers? Oh, well, he was the there. That, that's the a Brett. But then there was a... The one sitting next to Sandoval or Schwartz? Yeah. Like on the other yeah. side? Well, on the other... So there was Brett from Schwartz and Sandy's. And then there yeah. was another guy we haven't really been introduced to. And I'm wondering yeah. if that's the guy Sheena was talking about in our podcast that... At an oh, angle, Joey? kind of looks like Schwartz. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I'm gonna have they to probably go back and put look. a Chiron up that I missed, but yeah, yeah. I also feel like, especially given last season, how much scrutiny Sheena and Brock, and specifically Brock, came under from other people on the cast. It is nice to see that it. They're just like putting up a super united front. They mm-hmm. seem like they're supportive of each other and everybody else. Um, and it is nice to see that they're not constantly being attacked anymore. Yeah. And Brock's like, hey, I'm out of it, mate. I'm out yeah. of it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's my attempted Australian accent. It was good. Um, it is interesting that earlier we see Tom and Tom consult the Magic 8-Ball app about divesting whatever filler scene. But the significance there was that James comes in and he is like, Allie and I talked. And we both think it's for the best <laughs> that I distance myself from Raquel. And that is smart. Yeah. Um, no joke. Yeah. But of course, Raquel and Charlie leave Lake Havasu early. Make a make a big thing about it. Like, yeah, that's the other. We didn't say this earlier, but when they leave and Ra- Raquel 
had to go the extra step and say, yeah, and we're going to Schwartz's party tonight. Like, yeah, I need it. Noted, not needed. That's the thing is, it's so tricky with Raquel because on one hand, she seems so fragile and sometimes it feels like people are ganging up on her. But then she's purposely putting in these digs. She yeah. says she's going to Schwartz's. And actually, the really assholey thing I think she was saying is after Lala was like really supportive and cool about her hooking up with Oliver, then her bringing up the whole like Lala's just mad because Oliver picked me. To me, I was like, that's below the belt. Like, we we didn't see stuff. We don't know if there was really like a competition between the two of them. And especially after Lala was like pretty cool to you about that. Like, yeah. I don't know. I thought that was pretty rude. Very rude. It's ridiculous. Um, so I'm just, yeah, I'm just like, also, why are we seeing this as like a competitive thing? Also, like, I don't know. In the end, who wants to hook up with Oliver anyway? Yeah, he's, <laughs> you, I'm, he's yeah. got his own issues happening right Definitely. now. Definitely. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sandoval at Skybar. I mean, if you do the frame by frame, you're pausing this thing. He looks too excited. Maybe I wouldn't have noticed it before. I have this privilege of knowledge and how much these dudes on this show cherish their guys' nights. Mm-hmm. He is thrilled when they show up. Yeah. Also, Sheena is telling them she's like, dude, there's only three of them left in Havasu. And Sheena is clearly acting like she's about to give the tea or give the scoop. And Sandoval cannot resist jumping in and saying, oh, yeah, Raquel left. They were obviously in communication. He knew Raquel had left. Like, what's funny to me is like, you can't even just like pretend for a second that you don't know. Like, you just need to have the answer. You know, I I was just like, that is Sandoval to a T. I know. I know. We've been going back and watching old clips because, you know, I think we both saw that Peacock put that like list up of episodes to watch. I watched all of them. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Mrs. Columbo is doing the same thing. And I've been like watching clips here and there. One thing that there's a lot that are hilarious to look back at now. um, Yeah. But the book signing for Stasi, he gets so mad. And then you realize, You own 5% of this restaurant. So 95% of the restaurant said it's okay, but you didn't want it to happen. That, Tom Sandoval, come on, man. How did you, how did you fool us for so long? And he didn't fool us all the time, but like. Not all the time. I went back and watched those episodes and I was just like, was Sandoval the worst all along? And I think the answer is yes. And I think part of what makes his whole thing so offensive is he constantly needed to try to paint himself as the hero and the good Mm. guy. And the thing that's so frustrating about it is the main reason that it worked was because of Ariana. (sighs) Ariana legitimized him. Yes. Jax made Sandoval look good in comparison. (laughs) And... Ariana is so sweet and so articulate and has even described herself as the Sandoval translator. When he would say things that sound very offensive in reunion, she's like, what he's trying to say is, and she says it in a much kinder and more compassionate and reasonable way. There were all these questions about him that because Ariana would squash it, it was squashed. So like with Miami Girl, the fact that Ariana had no doubt, she was like, the storyline does not add up. I do not believe it. 
this didn't happen. I think as an audience, you're like, well, this seems pretty sure that it didn't happen. You and know, if she's and I'm not, not pissed. Why do I need to be pissed? Exactly. And if she seems so cool and she loves him, then he must be lovable. Like, yeah. and I'm not blaming her for any of this, but the thing that makes me so frustrated about what happened is I'm just like, Ariana was the coolest thing about Sandoval, yes. like by miles. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm like, she was the best thing about you. She was yeah. the reason I at all liked you. And so to feel like he just totally screwed her over is so frustrating because I'm like, you owe your career to her, in my opinion. Yeah. And also super sad that her dog died in this Ugh. episode. And apparently... According to Kristen Doty, Sandoval and Raquel hooked up that night when Raquel got back from Havasu as Ariana was mourning her dog. Now, all this, this is literally just Kristen Doty saying it. I sure. have no confirmation. Um, she said it on Nick Biles' podcast. Um, well, in hindsight, Kristen Doty seems to be telling a lot of truths that we didn't believe. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, we're just going to have to wait and see how everything plays out. Yeah. But I feel like we're going to get a lot of answers to questions from like years ago. And I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> I need so, to know the truth, Rob. <laughs> yeah, I just need to know the truth. I need to know if I need to proceed with this podcast or not, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but now I feel like any episodes I... Like I've got like three or four bonus episodes in the can. Hey, patrons, get ready for the Patreon. Um and I feel like I just need to put an, a disclaimer at the beginning now. This episode was recorded pre-Scandival. Yes. You, you should know? honestly just say it like that. We yeah. only had the knowledge that we had at our disposal pre-Scandival. We were all young and innocent. <laughs> yes. Schwartz is going to be on Winter House Season 3. Mm. And we just never even know what's going to happen after this. Anyway, we should do some oh, closing thoughts. Geez. Let's do it. My only closing thought here is something I said before. We have this privilege of knowing what happened. So it is informing how we're viewing these episodes. Even though we don't have all the information, we know this huge deal happened. But that doesn't excuse behavior. Kind of like what we talked about between Lala and Raquel on, on, on both sides. But of course, also at the end of the day, like, this is why we watch this show, you know? Yeah. Like, there's the gross part about it when you get too deep into it and start forming too many opinions, but, like, it is entertaining television when you just take it for what's on the TV screen. Yeah. It's like when Peter in that bonus, that free Patreon episode I put out, he was like, you know, people are... We were talking about how he was getting grief for unfollowing Tom and Raquel on a podcast for points or whatever. And I, he was like, well, you told me to do it, Rob. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, fair. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's part of his job and I understand it. But like, it is one of those things where it's like, sometimes you got to take a step back and be like, I don't know everything. Yeah. This is what it is. I'm with you just on acknowledging that hindsight is 2020 and even though there are things that have happened that I have strong feelings about, others probably have strong feelings about. I just want to reinforce that, like, no person is just pure evil. 
no person is pure good and let's like take a second before i don't know too much like pile on hatred i'm just a little i don't know i always get a little nervous like with all the team ariana stuff i'm like yeah like obviously i'm team ariana but like who's not it feels very easy to be on a side when it's so black and white like in this instance and yeah Right I there with want you. Us to be like thoughtful and know that there are like humans involved, and we just don't have all the information. It's very easy to not be hateful. Yeah. So I'm yeah. trying to do my best there. But something the opposite of hateful, loveful, is when we pick our pumptinis and pasta of the episode. And my pumptini of this episode is that we get more Charlie. Come yeah. on. Where is she, she been? She's needed in a lot of this because she does not have the history with these people and all of the little snippets we have with her she is offering good talking points for the time of the filming and i'm very pleased with that Mm. do you have a pasta i do have a pasta i think my pasta right now is tom sandoval (laughs) just not (laughs) just in general how about you I would say my pumptini is um, a vibrator inside a pinata. <laughs> I thought that was exciting and unexpected. Yeah. With the tequila <laughs> um, bottles, too. With you the know? tequila bottles. I was like, probably I should have looked into it, but I didn't know you could put all these things inside a pinata. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, birthdays are right around the corner, Molly. Thank so. goodness. Thank goodness. <laughs> and I guess my pasta is just feeling like with stuff on this show coming back to some things i was saying at the beginning of this episode like motives are altered because people are trying to drive storylines and in Mm. the past that has rewarded scandals and things like cheating and i think we're seeing in real time people losing their grasp on reality uh, totally maybe one person in particular i guess my overall feeling even though i don't necessarily want to pile on raquel is i see her having trouble distinguishing between like how to be a good reality star and how to like not be an asshole and it feels like she's just so willing to be influenced by whatever is like the thing that will maybe like advance her a little bit in a group or you know with the producers or whatever and it just seems like she has no like moral center and we're seeing her unravel. Um, and that's just like scary to watch. Hail. 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 Maybe <laughs> next episode, our, com- our opinions will be completely different. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, happened we'll on Summer House. So. Yes. That was just hard to watch. It's just with her that sometimes it feels like things are so like transparent in a way. Yeah. And you know, this probably exists for everyone on the show, but maybe they're a little older. Maybe they're a little more sure in their like convictions or whatever. And you just realize this is a really, it's like going through the looking glass, you know? Totally. Totally. Um, well, I wouldn't just like to remind the audience that if you like hearing what Molly and I have to say, we would appreciate you supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash VanderbumpRobs, or you can leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts with five stars. Please. I know you don't always like our guests. Please. We'll take constructive criticism in the form of five stars. Uh, If you don't want to do that, share this episode with your group chat. 
Tell them I got a funny voice. I don't care. But as long as you're sharing, that's happy. I'll be happy. Uh, and tune in next week where we will have completely different opinions on everything that's happening in the Vanderpump Rules world. So we'll see you then. Thanks, Molly. Goodbye. Thanks, Rob. Bye. Wait, Rob? Is that who we're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>